Not to get all nostalgic, but back in my day, there was a simple compact between bartender and customer. Usually, if one wanted to drink a beer or ale or something like that, one would have to exchange some money to get said beer. However, it seems like times are changing. Nowadays, there are these things called drink vouchers. And even though you want to get paid for selling your beers, apparently you don't get any money if someone's got a voucher. I could accept that my beer profits were taken away from me, but I never expected something more precious to be taken as well. Oh my God, a customer! Why are you here? The same reason any customer goes anywhere. To get something for free. What's up? Surely you've seen these vouchers for a free beer at Standard Supply? Voucher? Is that French? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of bonjour. Oh, bonjour! Uh, yes, bonjour to you too. Now, I'd like to use this voucher to get a free beer, please. Is that French? Sorry, I don't think we have any free beer. We have pirate ale, alien ale, poison beer. I don't see a free beer on tap. I think you misunderstand. It says on this piece of paper that I can have any one beer for free at Standard Supply. Well, I'm the owner, and I've never heard about this. But it must be true since you've got one. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'll take an alien ale. I usually take mine with a thermometer in the glass to make sure it's ice cold. Okay, so I'm reading this voucher now, and it says you get the beer for free. But I'm going to have to charge for the thermometer. It actually costs as much as a whole beer. Curses. Curses? You wouldn't happen to be a villain, would you? No, no, nothing like that. I'll just take my beer neat, after all. One neat alien ale coming right up. It's the one with the alien on the tap. Hmm, well, seems like a pretty stupid name for a beer. I think because it's made with space hops. That's not a real thing. You could have at least said galaxy hops. Anyway, you'd think a beer that conjures up the endless, uncaring void of space would be as cold as the endless, uncaring void of space, but this beer is a little warm, if you ask me. Of course, I don't have a thermometer to check. Guess I'll make note of that in my Yelp review. For someone who's complaining about their beer, you sure are drinking it fast. Yeah, and that's a problem too. If it was as cold as I wanted, there's no way I could drink it this fast. I get brain freeze and have to roll around on the ground. And that's why I like cold beer. It regulates my drinking speed so that I can just be a little drunk and feel good all the time. Why don't you just drink the warm beer slow? Now it's burning my tongue. And another thing, there's something in my... Hold on. What the hell is at the bottom of my glass? I think it's the bartender's necklace. It must have fallen in while she was pouring my beer. It's kind of nice. Ruby colored just like my name. Hey, why'd you stop talking and suddenly look very suspicious? Uh, this pint glass is dirty. I have to take it back across the street with me uh, to clean it. Sorry, but good day. Thank you for offering to clean the glass. That's really nice of you. But did you say you're going across the street? Yeah, that's right. I'm Ruby Fairbank, the co-owner of Cube. So you are a villain. Is someone a villain just because they want to be so rich and so powerful and would stop at nothing to get it? Is it villainous to want more? If so, I guess you'd consider Oliver Twist a villain. He's just like me. He always wanted more, more, more. But where he wants more gruel, I want money and power and utter dominion over the earth. Is that so wrong? Well, I guess when you put it that way, you are kind of like Oliver Twist. 
but I don't see the point of trying to get infinite money and power. After all, there's lots of things money can't buy, like gruel. It needs to be made with love and care by a cherished family member. Uh, anyway, have fun giving out beers to voucher holders. I have a feeling you're going to have a lot more customers demanding free stuff. <laughs> that dreaded laugh. And she didn't even tip, just like Oliver Twist. After a long morning working in the upstairs office, I just want to enjoy a beer with my best friend, Reina. I guess we are best friends, even though we've barely talked since I took control of the bar. It's all water under the bridge now. And what better way to celebrate water than beer? Sure. What'll it be? Ninja beer? Robot beer? Unicorn beer? Octopus IPA? Wizard beer? Mummy ale? Sherlock Holmes beer? Birthday cake beer? Astronaut ale? Elvis beer? Fire elemental beer? Werewolf ale? Fire monster beer, bird ale, simpleton ale, fire demon ale, or fire demon beer. I'll just have whatever's fresh. Well, the mummy beer has been preserved like a mummy. What could that possibly mean? I think it has mummy hops. Fine, get me one of those. Here you go. I gave it my best pour using my best pouring technique, holding the glass under the tap till it's full. Great, thank you, friend. Look at her, completely oblivious. More oblivious than the guy on the logo of Simpleton Ale. She has no idea that this is all part of my plan to take back control of standard supply. Whenever she pours a beer, there's like a one in five chance she drops her necklace into it on accident. If it's not in this beer, I just need to drink four more and it'll happen. She's always losing that thing. Wow, you slammed that quick. Want another? Yeah, give me like four more. Right now, just just keep them coming. Wow, quite thirsty for 11 a.m. on a weekday, don't you think? I just want to hang out with you and catch up. How are you? Good? Business doing good? Yeah, I just sold five beers to you. Well, I guess these are free. And someone else came in earlier and also got a free beer, so I guess business is good. Five beers and not a single necklace has fallen into any of them. This is statistically impossible. Running a business can be tense. You look like you need to unwind. Can I give you a back rub? Well, that's highly unprofessional, but okay. Okay, here it goes. This seems like more of an around-the-neck rub. She's not even wearing it, but she'd never leave it behind anywhere on purpose. She must have lost it already. Hey, you said there was a customer in here earlier, right? Who was it? Oh, some lady who owns that awful cube place. She was horrible, just like that derelict British boy, Oliver Twist. Hmm, all right. Good catching up, but I just remembered something I've got to do at Cube. Hmm. Wait. That was no ordinary around-the-neck rub. Something's missing. She stole my necklace! Hey, what happened to the hole in the front door at Standard Supply? Did someone fix it? No, it looks like someone just put a bunch of flyers over it. These are for upcoming shows at Cube. Maybe there's an artist we can open for. Hmm, Proxy Starlight's playing there tonight. She just got a 7.6 on Pitchfork the safest score to give an artist they don't necessarily understand and neither want to criticize nor praise in order to save face in the future if they decide to start praising her. So she must be good. We've got to get on that stage tonight. 
I bet she'll let us open if we just tell her our songs are really popular. Well, I think it's going to take more than that. She's always got really elaborate costumes and stage designs and stuff. Like she paints her skin gray and wears these sequined outfits that kind of look like a bird. If a bird wore sequins and it was from outer space. Birds love to hang out in the sky, so it makes sense that a really ambitious bird who's on the next level would want to hang out in space. That's right. So what I'm saying is, we're going to need some cool costumes if we want to open this show. First things first, how are we going to find her? It doesn't matter how cool our costumes are if we can't ask to play the show. Well, that was her. She just went in. Hey, is this standard supply ale and dried goods? For some reason, the place across the street gave me drink vouchers for this place, like 20 of them. Yeah, you're at the right place. These vouchers are getting really popular, even though they are completely unauthorized. (laughs) They handed me these and said to come over here. They said their bar is closed for a private event, even though I saw them serving some teens who walked in off the street. Maybe those teens booked the event. I hope not. I'm performing there tonight. I'm Proxy Starlight. Oh, you're a musician. I wasn't going to say anything, but I thought you might be some kind of gray space bird. Well, my album is about a space bird, so it just makes sense to dress this way. But isn't it obvious that I'm a person and not a bird? Well, I don't know what birds from space look like. They might be kind of human. But anyway, I think I have the perfect beer for you. It's called Alien Ale. I know it says ale in the name, but in reality, it's a beer. Sure, that sounds good to me. Truth be told, I am very interested in space. Music is my career, but becoming an astronaut is my hobby. I want to be the 68th woman in space. Wow, that's a very specific aspiration. Well, there's been 65 women in space so far, and realistically, I expect two more will get there before I can. So planning to be number 68 is pretty sensible. I always wanted to go to space too, but all I ever did was talk about it instead of making a plan to do it. Okay, basically, I've been training at this DIY house where they made their own zero-gravity simulator, and they make their own astronaut ice cream and all the stuff you need to be an astronaut. These days, anyone can do it. Wow. Maybe I'll go there someday. Once I'm in space, I'll keep an eye out for you. I'm sure you'll make it there in no time. Our band is so good, it's crazy how everyone wants my autograph all the time. Hey, wait, you're Proxy Starlight, aren't you? Uh, huh? Are you coming to the show tonight? Well, we want to, but what we really want to do is open for you. We're really good and we know people will love us. Well, the show's tonight. There's already a local opener on the show. It's not really something I can control. But we're so much better than them. What are they called? I think they're called the Gut Defiler Wedding Band. No idea what they sound like, to be honest. Oh, I know those guys. I hate them, but mostly because they're more successful than us. Well, I hope to see you at the show regardless. I'm going to go back to Cube and hang out till sound check. I'm bringing my beer with me, but I'll have someone send the glass back when I'm done. That keeps happening. Oh well, have a good day. We have to find a way to play that show. There's got to be some way. Reina, do we still have that poison beer on tap? Of course, I just tapped a new keg yesterday. Proxy bringing her beer across the street just gave me an idea. What if we bring some pints of poison beer to the green room at Cube and we poison the gut defiler wedding band? That's a great idea. When they get sick or die or whatever, someone will have to take their place and we will be the only ones ready. The poison beer is really meant to be something that poisons people because of a mix-up or an accident, not something to be used maliciously. But since you're my friends, I guess it's okay. Uh, That's a nice necklace. 
Uh, did I buy that for you? You haven't bought me jewelry since I returned those Oscar the Grouch earrings you got me for my birthday a few years ago. Okay, they were made with real emeralds and real trash from Sesame Street, New York's most disgusting slum. I thought they would pair nicely with your Cookie Monster Fitted. I don't have a Cookie Monster Fitted. Oh, right. I must have gotten you confused with someone else I know. In any case, I came across this necklace by accident. The bartender at Standard Supply dropped it. Perhaps we can use it to extort her for something. An intriguing idea. But how much can we really extort from a bartender? The average service industry worker is suffocating under six figures of debt, a well-deserved punishment for pursuing a stand-up comedy degree from NYU's Tisch School, while simultaneously being so poor that the only housing they can afford is the vile slum of Sesame Street. Well, she said something very interesting. Apparently, she's also the owner. Ah, that is interesting indeed. We'll see just how much this necklace is truly worth to her. Not to get too sentimental, but my necklace means a lot to me. I got it from my mother, and it's irreplaceable, like a kidney or appendix. After Nika stole it, I did my best to track it down. I figured she would probably store it in her office above the bar, if anywhere, so I headed up to take a look. I intended to turn the place upside down, but I'm not strong enough to actually flip a whole room. So instead, I turned everything upside down individually. I'm talking notebooks, lamps, the computer, even the hourglass, which made me lose track of how long I was up there. In the end, I never found my necklace, but I found a different kind of strange necklace. It was like a clock that's small enough to fit in a pocket, and it has a string made out of a chain. So basically, a necklace. I decided to call it a locket watch, because it looked like a locket. There was something else strange about it. It had five hands, kind of like a spider who lost three legs if the remaining five legs had hands on them. It had hours, minutes, seconds, and two others that didn't seem to do anything. It looked very old, but it said standard supply on it, so it couldn't have been that old. That also meant it must belong to Nika, so at the very least, I found something to barter with. When the ice cream truck drove by selling the world's most delicious ice cream, I thought, surely this will cheer me up after the failed union drive. But instead, it made me feel worse, because even the staff of the ice cream truck was unionized. And it was only one guy. And he was telling me how rich he is since the union. Hey, Dan, I see you're eating the world's most delicious ice cream. Yeah, I thought it could solve all my problems, but instead it's just creating problems. It gave me brain freeze. And I already had heart freeze from the union drive. Oh, I'm sorry your dreams were crushed, even though I'm the one who crushed them. If I had a chance to do it over again, I know I'd succeed. I know exactly where I went wrong. Well, what if you try to unionize the staff at Cube instead? You'd have nothing to lose, and you could put your skills to the test. I'd rather try again at Standard Supply. You can't. You, you can't. It's, it's a law. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess we'll just... I'll, I'll do your plan. I know it seems crazy since I intentionally destroyed the Standard Supply Union, but I really want to help you unionize Cube. How about we head over there and start talking to the workers? That's a great idea. I, I can't wait to help them get the living wages they deserve. Yes, living wages so high. Cube will die once and for all. What's up? Hello. I've got a pint glass that needs washing. Huh? What are you doing here? Aren't you performing tonight? This is the manager's office, where we figure out how to exploit people like you. You're not supposed to be here. Well, I borrowed this pint glass from the place across the street and just want to clean it before I give it back. But hey, 
What's that necklace you've got on? Where'd you get it? I guess you could say I also borrowed it from across the street. I feel like I've seen that necklace before, a long time ago. Hey, you know how you're trying to come up with ways to exploit artists like me? What if you pay me with that necklace instead of money? I would hate that. And it's definitely not worth as much as I'm supposed to make from the show tonight. On the one hand, you're dumb enough that you thought this office is where we wash the dishes. But on the other hand, this really feels like reverse psychology. And maybe this necklace is worth a lot of money. You know what? I don't want it after all. So I should give it to you, huh? No, no, don't. Okay, I won't. Damn it. Look, no matter how much this necklace is worth to you, there's one person who values it more. And right now, I would rather exploit that person than you. All right. Well, can you wash my glass or... Uh, Try the bar downstairs. Man, Cube is so nice. There's no blood on the bar from people drinking out of chip pint glasses and no poison beer in sight. Hey, what's up, Nika? What are you guys doing here? Oh, nothing. Just bringing a few pints of normal beer to the opening band as a gesture of goodwill. We're trying to unionize this place. Do you think you can help? Hey, Dan. Sure. I'm sorry your dreams were crushed last time, even though I'm the one who crushed them. No worries. I know that if we all work together this time, we can make it happen. Sure. How about you talk to the bartenders over here, and we'll head to the green room to unionize the opening band, or whatever. Pretty sure they don't work here, but maybe you can talk to the security on the way back there. Shit. I forgot about security. We're going to have to avoid them. We don't want anyone to suspect us of, uh, unionizing every last member of the opening band until they beg us to stop unionizing them. Well, we'll see you guys. I don't feel like they're going to be much help. Hey, bartender, can you wash my glass for me? I need to return it to a different bar. Hey, that... That glass says standard supply. There must be two bars named that. Oh, no. I was just over there earlier. Oh, well, we work there. We can bring the glass back. That'd be great. What are you doing at this bar, though? We're trying to unionize their exploited workers. Did you know that the average cube worker makes only 10 cube points an hour? And the points can only be spent on t-shirts, which cost 100 points each? At least the t-shirts are edible. But only if you're a moth. And most of the workers here are human, sadly. That's awful. Yeah. And you know those wildlife refuges where you can sponsor a cheetah or whatever, and it only costs like 70 cents per day? Well, that's 700 cube points. The average worker here could not support an endangered cheetah, even if their life depended on it, which some say would make these workers even more endangered than cheetahs. Wow. Maybe there's some way I can help. Uh, What if I voice my support for the union tonight on stage? Oh, that's perfect. Hey, we're uh, working Beer Patrol for tonight's show. I'm sure you've dealt with Beer Patrol at other venues. Anyway, uh, we're just bringing you a round of complimentary beers. The fridge in here is already stocked with like 100 Miller Lights, and there's a keg. (laughs) Clearly, you're not familiar with Beer Patrol. These beers are in pints and very fresh. They also gave us drink tickets in case we wanted beers on tap. You don't understand. This is pirate ale. Drink tickets don't work on it. This is the preferred drink of people who live on the high seas. And in a way, a band is like a bunch of pirates, always traveling and singing pirate songs. We are always traveling and singing pirate songs. (laughs) Okay, we'll take it. Twelve pirate ales, please. One for each member of the band. More like twelve poison ales. 
With the locket watch conveniently in my pocket, I headed to Cube to confront Nika about her flagrant theft. Near Cube's bar, I found Dan handing out a stack of leaflets to anybody who would take one. Reyna, just who I wanted to see. Do you you want to help me unionize Cube? Everyone deserves to be in a union, even CEOs. But I've got something more important to do right now. Have you seen Nika? Yeah, she said she'd help me pass out these leaflets, but instead she just started wandering around the hallways. Uh, Maybe she's looking for workers to speak with? Okay. If I wander the hallways even faster in the opposite direction, we're bound to run into each other. That, That sounds right. I had to think to myself, where would I be if I was Nika? The casino? It turned out they didn't have one there. Subway? The signature smell of their 30-centimeter sandwich was nowhere to be smelt. The hallways? Sure, but there's so many of them, and who has time? Whoa, Reyna, what are you doing here? This area's for staff only, and certain intruders who have a good reason. Just trying to find something, and someone. It would be pretty easy to explain, but I don't feel like it. Oh, that's how me and Cameron feel, too. There's a perfectly good reason why we just came from the green room, but it would be a waste of time to tell you about it. Seriously, it would just take so long to explain. And we just can't be standing here talking for that long. It would simply be a waste of resources. And by resources, I mean time. Time is the most valuable resource because it's always ticking away. How many other resources tick? A clock ticks. A clock isn't a resource. I was thinking of stuff like gold, barley, lumber, and time. Resources. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, we don't really have the time to just keep chatting like this. There's so much to be done, and it seems like you're really busy, too. And we just don't want to... I just need to check in the green room to see if Nika's in there. Oh, we just checked for her in there, and she's not. Nobody's there, in fact. Even the fridge is empty. Yeah, there's nothing in there at all. It's just like a blank void. Just, like, nothing. Okay. In that case, I guess I'll continue my plan of wandering aimlessly. Wow, that was a close one. You're supposed to wait until she leaves to say that. What's up? Gotta go. Later. I continued on my way, trying to get into Nika's devious mindset. Maybe she was hiding somewhere. Maybe there was a secret passageway that she knew about for some reason. As I wandered the hallways, I inspected odd elements along the way. Hosters, sconces, miscellaneous levers, basically whatever you would click X on in a video game. I used every verb I could think of on every object, seeing if it would open. I was trying to pry a Sonic Youth poster off the wall to see whether a secret button was hidden behind it when I was suddenly ambushed. Reyna, what the hell are you doing here? I could ask the very same of you. And this Sonic Youth poster. The band broke up long before this venue opened. I have business to attend to that doesn't concern you, and I don't have much time. And time is a valuable resource, you see. Well, I have some business with you. You see this locket watch? I found it in your office. Maybe you could give me back the necklace you stole, and I'll return this to you. I didn't steal your necklace, and there's no such thing as a locket watch. That's a pocket watch, and it belonged to my grandfather, so you're kind of being an asshole by taking it. Just because a locket watch fits conveniently in a pocket doesn't mean you can rename it however you like. And clearly you stole my necklace when you gave me that neck rub, which I should have seen coming. Maybe you lost it before that. You're always losing things. So are you, like when you lost the bar to me. That's different. Poker is a game of skill, and you debased it by getting lucky. If I had the chance, I'd win it right back. But you're hopeless. You'll never stop losing things. And you'll never stop casting stones from a glass house. Wait. Glass house. Glass. Pint glass. Beer. Tap. 
touch screen, cookie clicker, cookies, chocolate chips, chocolate bar, gold bar, gemstones, rubies, that's it! Ruby, she must have taken it. I've got to find her. Damn, not if I find her first. Also, you should really give me the pocket watch back. Gotta go. Okay, fine. Then I'm going this direction. That's the direction I want to go. Okay, then we'll just have to see which one of us can run faster. Hey, bartender, can I get your biggest beer? Make it uh, extra tall. The biggest beer served here is the simple pint. Do you know when pints became popular? Uh, I guess not. Pint glasses became popular in the United Kingdom in the early slash mid 20th century, replacing tankards made of pewter, ceramic, and glass. That's crazy. Hey, aren't you Rex Rhapsody? What gave it away? I guess it's your signature brand of completely unsolicited apolitical trivia mixed with trite questions that read as shameless engagement farming. But I guess you can't farm an engagement in conversation. Isn't all conversation a form of engagement farming? After all, it's just two people trying to engage in conversation. And farmers do it, just like the rest of us. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, you work here, right? I'm trying to help out with a union drive, and you might be the perfect person to get the word out. What's your favorite song about getting the word out? What, what does that mean? Mine is The Word by The Beatles, which was released in 1965. Happy 57th birthday to The Word by The Beatles. Yeah, okay, that's, that's really interesting. But it's kind of hard to have a conversation with you when you keep veering into this stuff. What's your favorite kind of stuff? Mine is music. Also, you mentioned having a conversation. Elvis's A Little Less Conversation came out in 1970. Congratulations on 52 years of A Little Less Conversation. Oh, look, man, do, do I have your support with this union thing? If you could just tweet about unionizing Cube, I think it would go a long way to make it uh, into a reality. Sure, I'll do it now. Wow, that, that means a lot to me, man. What's your favorite song about a union? Mine's... Here Comes the Bride, and tweet. That, that song goes, but it's not really what I meant. Wow, the engagement on this one is already through the roof. Thanks for giving me that idea. But of course, a tweet about marriage always comes with engagement. All right, man. Uh, look, I'm going to stop talking to you now and just stare straight forward in silence while I finish this beer. The Sound of Silence by Disturbed came out in 2015. Happy seven years to The Sound of Silence. Nika and I became locked in an intense foot race, like basically if the Roadrunner was racing against another Roadrunner, but also if the Roadrunner hadn't actually run since high school gym class and was extremely exhausted almost immediately. We were going so fast that we ran down the same hallway at least 15 times in a row with the same background animation repeating endlessly. It was then that I noticed a plaque on a door saying, Fairbank Office, and a doormat that said, you don't have to be rich to work here, but it sure helps. We'd passed by it many times, and the indoor doormat really should have caught my attention sooner. But finally, I stopped cold in my tracks and entered. The bartender. I have something that you want, don't I? You do? Oh, that's perfect. Thanks for giving it back. Not so fast. You see, I want what you want, and I want to give you what you want, but you'll have to give me what I want. Huh? You own the bar, right? Standard supply? Oh yeah, I won it the other day. Well, how about I return your necklace, and in exchange, you hand ownership of the bar to me? There's no necklace that's worth as much as a bar, except that one right there. Now give it back. Not unless you hand over the bar. The more you resist, the more it will lead to the worst possible outcome for you. 
You're going to kill me and all my friends? What? No. I'm just not going to give the necklace back. Oh. Well, that's not as bad, but I still don't like it. Man, this sucks. 